Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome. Picnics. Family reunions, baseball gatherings, coffee dates. These are all ways of getting together with friends, family, acquaintances. My husband has a really great way of referring to this. He calls it gathering. We're having a gathering of friends. We're having a gathering of family. Now, what does it mean to gather? If you think that gather means bringing something together, and to me, the whole idea of gathering and gathering people in this case makes it seem more inclusive. We're gathering together. We're gathering together as a group. We're connecting with each other at a gathering. And I think the whole idea of gathering, it sounds more fun than just saying, hey, let's get together. Hey, let's get together sounds a little casual, which is nothing wrong with that. But when you say, hey, let's go for a gathering, that sounds like you want to be part of something that's going to be fun, that's going to be meaningful. About a month or so ago, a friend of my husband's, his name is Bernie. Well, Bernie's my friend too, but Bernie and Probably about a couple of dozen of my husband's high school friends are still friends today over decades. And these guys, maybe not all of them at the same time, but whoever's available, every Saturday they go golfing in the summer. Well, they go golfing until it's either too cold or uh, they're not allowed to go golfing anymore. But Every Saturday, like clockwork, they all go out golfing. And typically after golf, you know, they'll stop and they'll have a bite to eat somewhere or they have to head home for dinner, whatever. And it was one day that Bernie decided, I'm going to get everybody over to my place after golf. It was a very impromptu thing. He said, you know, to the guys, you know, get your wives, girlfriends, get them to come out to our place after golf. And of course, he said, you know, don't bring anything. We'll supply all the food, all the drink. It doesn't matter. But I was always brought up that if you went anywhere, doesn't matter what it, where it was or what, it, what the occasion was, you brought something with you. 
whether it was a bottle of wine, it was a bouquet of flowers, box of chocolates, it doesn't matter. You never arrived empty-handed. So I showed up with two bottles of wine, (laughs) one for me to drink with my husband and the other as a gift for Bernie and his wife, Arlene. That evening was, I want to say it was uh, magical because there were about 20 of us, I would say, or maybe more, but we were sitting at this long stretch, like tables connected to tables stretched out in their backyard. And Bernie brought out platters of food, family style, I guess. And we sat around and we shared the food and we talked and we ate and we drank and we laughed. And then after dinner, Bernie put on some music. He likes the classics, you know, he likes the the Dean Martin and some of the classic rock and roll songs. And then Bernie and Arlene brought out mocha pots of espresso and pots of French press, or not pots, but glass containers of of French press. And Bernie, being Italian, has several mocha pots, and they brought out pot after pot and glass container of espresso and French press coffee. And even those that perhaps never really drank a lot of coffee, we sat there and we drank coffee and we drank coffee, and we drank more coffee. And everybody was having so much fun. Someone brought out a guitar, and then people started singing. The beauty of it is that no one left the table. Everyone sat there and had conversations with each other. They would switch and talk to somebody else. And at one point, Bernie sat down beside me after umpteen pots of mocha pots, (laughs) And I asked him, I said, so Bernie, I said, what makes you decide to do this kind of an event? And he said, well, he said, I love gatherings. I love gatherings of people who sit and talk and eat and drink and get to know each other, get to converse and just have fun. He said, for me, that is the ultimate in bringing people together. It's gathering people together. So again, it's that word gathering. So I started to look into more about what gathering actually was and doing my research, or during my research, I should say, I found a a book called The Art of Gathering, How We Meet and Why It Matters. And the author is Priya Parker. And this is what she has to say about why she wrote this book. The reasons we gather are as varied as we are, says Parker. We gather to solve problems we can't solve on our own. We gather to celebrate, to mourn, and to mark transitions. We gather to make decisions. We gather because we need one another. We gather to show strength. But often, we skip a few necessary steps when organizing gatherings with lackluster results. Events flourish when they're built on thoughtfulness, structure, curiosity, and generosity of spirit. So when you're asking yourself before a gathering, why are you gathering? So think about it. Why do you gather together? 
Think about a family reunion, for instance. It's held every year, or maybe it's held every second year, or whenever it's held, the entire family is expected to attend. And the last couple of gatherings you've been to, everybody's fighting, somebody's drinking too much, nobody's planned anything. It's just everybody showing up and just doing what they're doing on their own. There's no purpose other than, well, we're family and we do this every year, so we should do it. And you decide, you know what? I don't have time for this. I don't enjoy it. We don't, there's no purpose in doing this. So I'm not going to the family gathering this year. But think about now if you received an invitation from, let's say it's one of your cousins who's decided, you know what? I'm going to organize the family reunion this year and we're going to have a theme and we're going to play games and we're going to have food and we're going to have potluck. Everybody send their recipe or everybody's going to cook. So everybody has their recipe and everybody's going to cook and prepare it at the family reunion. Everybody's in the kitchen, their music's playing, people start dancing. Now all of a sudden, it's a different family reunion. And even though there may have been some structure at first in terms of, okay, this is the theme, we're going to get everybody to, you know, cook together, etc., it's a good idea not to plan too much, not to worry too much about the logistics of things. Sometimes it's just let things happen as they do, because then people will break out into impromptu song, impromptu dance. Maybe some exciting things will happen. You know, you can't plan absolutely everything, but having a purpose, having your why. Why are you doing this event? What is the purpose? What is the meaning? Why is this important to you? I think about when I used to run, I used to run on a regular basis. And every Sunday morning, we would meet at the running room. All locations, you would meet at 8.30 in the morning. And so you show up and at the running room and you would go for your run. And it didn't matter which group you were in or what distance you were going to, or whether you wanted to run a 5K that day, maybe you're training for the marathon. It really didn't matter. So whatever group you were in, that's who you ran with. And we all ran together. You know, if one of us was feeling a little more tired, we'd lag behind and, you know, the rest would, would wait for us and we'd run together and catch up. And then after our run, we'd always go to Stella's and have breakfast. And for me, my favorite treat was having French toast with their jam. And oh, or I would have a cinnamon bun, toasted cinnamon bun with their jam. It was so good. And that was my treat after my run with my group. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now, let's get back to the show. Now, this particular group, 
we always, it was the same group that ran together. And maybe initially, when I first started out with the running room and wanting to run with someone, because it's always fun to run with someone else versus running by yourself. But then you get to know the others. You get to become friends. And while the initial purpose was to run and get some exercise, my reasons for getting up Sunday morning and going for a run were to see my friends and to have breakfast at Stella's after. So for me, that was my purpose of gathering with this group of friends to go for a run on a Sunday morning. And when you think about your job and you think about the endless number of meetings that you're expected to attend, I sometimes wonder if a meeting would have been better off as a phone call or an email for that matter. I remember working for a small company. It was a small tech company years ago. And if I had a question, so I would, I would go to the, um, to the CEO's office. I think at the time there were about eight employees in this company. Anyway, I would go and I'd, I'd have a question. It was just a very simple, hey, I've got a question. Can you give me an answer? Let's sit down and have a meeting. And 15, 20 minutes later, we had our meeting. I went back to my desk, but that momentum of what I was working on was gone because that here's a question, can you give me an answer, took 15 minutes. And it used to drive me crazy because I don't think my question really needed a 15-minute meeting to get that answer. But that was his style, and it wasn't very effective for me. I don't know about others, but for me, I dreaded those 15-minute meetings. And so I tried to find the answers to those questions via other means, asking others or trying to find that information uh, via the internet. So when you think about meetings that don't have a purpose, you're sitting there and you're having your coffee and maybe they provided muffins or donuts. And the reason you're at the meeting is because, well, I'm having a muffin or, or a donut with my coffee, but you're not contributing anything to the meeting. It's just somebody droning on and on and on about something. Now, don't get me wrong, meetings can be very important because it's keeping the staff or keeping board of directors or shareholders or whoever you're having a meeting with, it's keeping them informed in terms of what's going on. But I find the most successful meetings are ones that have a purpose. We're meeting today to discuss the future of our company. So I want everyone to come with ideas about what we can do to improve the bottom line or to perhaps look at doing things differently. Now, that's a different story. Everyone is persuaded and expected to offer their opinion, good or bad or indifferent. Now you're involved. Now you are adding something to the conversation. You're adding something to the meeting. And in that case, you feel that you have a purpose, that you are going to be heard. Now back to The Art of Gathering, the book that Priya Parker wrote. She wrote that in 2018, which was before COVID. Now, what's interesting about that is before COVID, she was talking about the idea that gatherings, meetings, and get-togethers should have a purpose. There should be a reason why you want to get together. And if there isn't a reason, people tend not to want 
to attend. You know, think about uh, the meetup, meetup groups. The more specific your meetup group is, the more likely that your group will attract people wanting to join because it is a very specific purpose that speaks to a specific wanting or desire by a specific type of person. And so that's why those events are very successful. Now, when COVID hit, meetings stopped. There were no gatherings. Weddings were canceled. Events were canceled. Concerts were canceled. Everything was canceled. And we didn't have a chance to meet with each other, at least not in person. And so everybody took to Zoom or Skype or any of the other platforms that allow you to communicate and connect with people on the internet. And so we had to pivot. Pivot, I think, is the word for 2020 and 2021 because it forced us to look at how we gather in a different way. So we would have coffee dates online, each of us drinking coffee at our respective homes. Events had to pivot and go online. And people needed to be creative in terms of how they were able to do that. And so it meant really changing your mindset in how you were looking at putting on an event. Thinking about that when you're in person, having a gala, there's a different vibe, a different energy when you're together. So could you still have that same vibe, that same energy, doing something online? It was an experiment that, thankfully, a number of companies and nonprofit organizations decided that they would be willing to try that. And you know what? It worked. It, it was very successful because it was innovative. It was, you were at your home, you didn't have to drive, you didn't have to put on fancy clothes unless you wanted to, you didn't have to pay for parking or take a cab home. You stayed in the comfort of your home and watched entertainment on your computer or laptop or TV, and you had food and wine and goodies and swag bags hand-delivered to your home. You had basically the same experience that you would have had in person, but in the comfort of your home. And that actually was very, well, different for sure, but it was also very exciting. It was the idea that even though COVID hit and we weren't allowed to be with each other in person, we could still find a way of connecting, still find a way of living. And people became very creative at what they were doing with different concerts and different events, and even weddings for that matter. But not all events worked out in our favor. You know, when you think about funerals, for instance, you want the opportunity to pay your respects, but due to COVID restrictions, you weren't always able to do that. And so there were some drawbacks in terms of being able to gather together, you know, at least during that COVID period. But now that restrictions have lifted quite a bit, we have that opportunity to see each other in person, 
to go for coffee dates, to have gatherings again, to go to concerts, to experience live music, go to restaurants. Of course, being socially distanced and all the other things that we're supposed to do to keep ourselves and others safe, but it's that freedom to get out. And when you think about gatherings and gatherings now, post COVID, are even more important than they were before. Because prior to that, if you didn't want to go to a social, it's like, ah, you know, I like the couple, but, you know, by the time I silent auction tickets and tickets and drinks and food and blah, 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 you know, $100 later, it's like I could have just stayed home. Or the idea that, uh, you know, it's, it's just another gathering, it's just another whatever. It's not really that exciting, so maybe I'll skip it this time. I'll pretend I'm sick or something. Whatever excuse that you had for something that wasn't of interest to you. But when we think about how important it is to gather, how precious those relationships are, how precious and meaningful those gatherings are to us, it's something that we don't want to take for granted. It's something that we want to build on to think about that our next gathering is going to be special. It's going to be meaningful because we can't take for granted the opportunities to meet and to spend time with each other. You know, it's like, why are you saving your good dishes? Why are you not drinking your good wine? Why aren't you using the best things that you've put away for one day? Well, you know what? That one day is now. So bring out your good dishes, invite your friends for dinner, serve that really good bottle of wine, make that delicious cup of coffee, and have those conversations. Play music, maybe come up with a theme, maybe play games, and just connect with each other because that is the most important thing you can do is to have that connection with someone. And when you're planning, your next event, whether it's a social, it's a fundraiser, whatever it is, people are not coming to your event because they want to win that 65-inch TV or that trip to Mexico. As nice as it would be to win either of those, they're not coming to your event for that purpose. They'll buy tickets for sure to support you, but their purpose in coming is to support you, to support the cause, to support whatever it is that you are doing. Because it's not about the venue. It's not about the food. It's not about the entertainment. It's not about anything that has to do with logistics. Now, don't get me wrong. Logistics are very important. The venue should be pleasing and appropriate to the event that you're putting on. Food should be good. Entertainment, people should have a good time. But in most cases, that's not why people are coming. They're coming because of you. They're coming because you have a purpose in putting on the event. You have as a cause that you are supporting, and they want to support that too, and they want to be a part of it. So until next time, think about what gathering means to you. How important. Is it that you bring your friends, family together 
and share those moments with each other and think about how important and precious it is to gather as a group. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network.